See, that's what differentiates us and what we're talking about from all the talking heads on TV. They're not being that's optimistic right. about this. <laughs> we are forward-looking. That's what we are. That's right. Shut up, Rick. This is the AT Banter Podcast, a balanced and entertaining look at assistive technology, accessibility, and its importance in people's lives. Join Rob Minot, Ryan Fleury, and Steve Barclay as they banter with people around the world about anything and everything regarding assistive technology and the disability community. Now, on with the show. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. That's just sad, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a second-rate cowbell. That is not a good cow. We need the cowbell from Ryan's place. I know. Of all the things the that COVID-19 has, has wrought upon the world is the fact that we have the inability to do a proper cowbell. Uh, anyways, hey, I am Rob Minot. Uh, joining me, as you can guess, uh, Mr. Steve Barkley. That would be me with the cowbell. Uh, and Mr. Rick Chan. You're not the only one who has a cowbell. Oh, dueling cowbells. Nice. Interesting. Uh, hey, and we are, of course, uh, coming to you via some different, different methods than usual. Uh, of course, we're in the same boat that everybody else in the world is in, which means we can't really be in the same room together. So uh, we are all in our respective homes. Yeah, but we can't unlike... be in the same room together most of the time because we <laughs> fight. But what's what's interesting is that unlike every other program that's being broadcast out there, we are the only one that moved out of the basement upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah, it is really weird. Have you, have you been guys been watching like some of the like the late night stuff that that you know where they've been doing it out of their their homes and their basements and. It's yeah, yeah. It, it really shows you which comedians are funny. <laughs> yeah, it really does. You're not so you're not so big without that studio audience with the big applause signs. Um, but it's but it's also weird, even like watching the news coverage where you where you see like anchors like doing doing their shows from their their living rooms, or in front of actually I should say a lot of times it's it's in front of a green screen so that they can just fill in the background to a cityscape or make it look like they're still in the studio, but they're clearly not because of the audio quality. Yeah. But it's weird. It's weird times. So speaking of weird times, when's a Christmas party? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> no. <laughs> under quarantine, 20, 2035, I believe, is when it's scheduled for. <laughs> Oh, that might that the timing might coincide. We might be we might be out of our, our basements by then. Uh, no, you know we uh, you know we thought about today's show and uh, we thought of some different topics and um, just kept coming back around to talking about what is on everybody's mind and what everybody is dealing with at the moment, which is our good old friend COVID nineteen the virus once again. We love you, COVID nineteen. But I thought that today what we would do is we would talk a little bit about being at home, being isolated, being cooped up. 
in your in our respective places and and some things that we could maybe do to help mitigate the insanity yeah there's a strange lady here uh she says she's my wife she seems nice <laughs> well let me ask you guys how how have you guys been finding this um well, i i've had some issues with it nicole still comes to work uh tuesday wednesdays and thursdays um so i get her for four hours but other than that i'm pretty much in isolation because sue's being at the hospital um working eight five five thirty six um once she gets home um you know we a don't want to be going out if she's been in contact with it and um she's wiped by the end of the day she is hosed um so i've been pretty well housebound and i'm i'm really finding it um challenging yeah, I've got um, I've got both Jackie and my daughter Abby uh, home right now. Uh, Abby's doing a uh, movie makeup course through Vancouver Film School, and they've been trying valiantly to adapt a makeup program to, you know, Zoom meeting. But um, yeah, not 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 going so well. I don't think. Um, my wife, uh, she's an accountant. She's working from home. She's uh, you know doing her thing. Staying off the phone while I'm podcasting, you know. <laughs> I did see your drink, uh, bring you a drink the other day, though. That was awfully nice. Isn't that? Yeah, it's 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 so nice. But uh, yeah, you know, we're 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 doing okay. You know, it's just the biggest problem is because you know so much of our business is is uh, education and government, and they're essentially both shut down. It's just really quiet here. So boring. Right. Just before the uh, podcast came on, I'd forgotten that we were doing it one today, and before the alarm went off, I was walking over to the big bin of socks. I was gonna, I was gonna match socks in front of the TV just to, you know, <laughs> while away the time. There's a pastime for you. Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah, party on! Yeah, no, it is. It's, <laughs> it is kind of true. Uh, you know, th- something like doing laundry is like a big, a big highlight or going to the grocery store. That's a big one for me where it's just like, that's a whole affair now. But I mean, I'm in a bit of a diff- different situation. Of course, I'm, I'm a, I, I just live in a one bedroom with a cat. So, um, you know, initially I was, I was good. Um, I'm, I'm by nature an introvert. So I thought this is going to be a cakewalk for me. This is great out of of all the apocalyptic scenarios, uh, a pandemic is something I've got the best shot at. Um, but I'll, I'll admit, after after you know, after a good week, week and a half, it started it started to affect me. I was just like, this sucks. Like I don't, yeah, I'm I'm actually craving uh, human contact and yeah, social interactions and like I miss all those things. And and it's funny the things that you do. You do miss even small things like, you know, just walking across the street to Starbucks and getting a getting an afternoon coffee um, as a bit of a break um, from work. You know, can't do that anymore. Obviously, it's minor compared to some of the other things that, that are going on. But, you know, it's it's this um, real interruption of what we've built as our daily lives that um, I think that a lot of people right now are going are, are there's a little bit of a grieving process about that because, I think especially this week, you know, with, you know, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with the news, but I feel like this is the week where 
we in North America, it's really starting to to be hit home that we are in this for a while. There there is a there's a new reality that we have to that we have to sort of face. And a lot of the people that I've been talking to online and stuff, that's that's what they're going through right now. They're, they're, there's this stress and anxiety and real tension in the air because people are like, this isn't something that is just going to be lifted in a week and we're all just going to go back to normal. I figure the middle of, to the end of the summer. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree. I, I, I think governments have tried to be really responsible and not freak people out, yeah. um, you know, because they don't. They don't want people, you know, running out going, oh, my God, we've got to stock up until July and really wipe out the, the shelves. You know, they, I think they're they're trying to you know, say, oh, it's just going to be a couple of weeks so that people stock up for just a couple of weeks and get to know that, you know, the, the grocery stores are still going to function and stuff. Yeah. And in a couple so, of days, they'll give you a couple more weeks. Yeah. And in a couple more days beyond that, it's going to be another couple of weeks. Yeah, oh. but uh, but yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing this uh, social distancing, social isolation thing for some time to come, and uh, we're probably gonna do it again in the fall, I would think, because this this thing's likely to to resurface in the fall as well. So, you I, know, this this is our new reality. Yeah, I would assume that we are we are kind of in this until they either develop a. Uh, some sort of an antiviral treatment um, that can really mitigate the symptoms uh, or, or an outright vaccine, uh, you know, because really this thing's out there. It's not going away. Um, and all it takes is one person and this all starts up all over again. So, you know, yep. life really can't go back to the way it was uh, until, until, you know, we, we are able to vaccine against it. Yeah, until we develop herd immunity. And I think that people are just starting to realize that. And I'm sure that, you know, the you know, the the WHO and the CDC, I mean, I think they've known this for a long time. I, I think they they are are smart in the way that they roll this this out to people. Like first it's just okay, we gotta do this for two weeks and then it's another two weeks and then okay, well maybe it's gonna be another month and, and ease people into it because certainly if we had gone into this thing where they would have been like, Hey, we're gonna have to do these this the quarantine and social distancing for the next three months, they know that people would freak out. Absolutely. You'd have people out there stockpiling stuff. You know, it'd be this, this um, survivor mentality. And it was bad enough even without doing that, right? Like even at two weeks, people freaked out and, you know, we had the ridiculous toilet paper shortages and we had empty food shelves and, you know, people people kind of did already lose you know lose themselves just just over two weeks. So, you know, I, I think that they've probably been doing this the right way in that sense. Mm -hmm. I, I think the biggest thing for a lot of people right now is just trying to deal with this new reality um, and coming to terms with the fact that um, we're gonna, all going to have to live our lives a little bit differently um, for the next little bit until uh, until we get this figured out. So a quick survey of you two. Have you uh, connected with family more during this? Yeah, I have. Uh, so have I, um, especially my, my mom. Um, but yeah, I've been Facebooking and stuff with, with uh, my extended family in Newfoundland. So um, yeah, I, I would say by far and away. I would, I would say that's the one, the one plus that's come out of this is, you know, I've, I've made more contact with my my siblings in Ireland uh you know my I've talked to my mom more times uh this month than probably ever before 
Um, yeah, in terms of, you know, reconnecting, this has been a pretty good opportunity for it. And I think that's something that, you know, people can do in a, in a virtual way um, to uh, sort of mitigate some of the boredom. Yeah. I heard someone, one of the talking heads, say something that was interesting today, which was basically this was a, a global crisis that we haven't really seen since World War II. I thought that was an interesting analogy because, in a way, it is—it's very true. Um, you know, for generations we have been pretty, pretty squishy. Um, We—we've had it pretty good. Um, yeah, it's true. And so this is sort of the first thing that—that that a first event that's really had global implications that we've had to deal with for a couple generations now. Um, and I don't know how to frame this to not sound. Not, not, to, not to put a, too much of a weird spin on this, but in a way, at, once we come through this, it could very well be a good thing for a couple of different reasons. I, I think that for in terms of pandemic dress rehearsals, um, we could have done a lot worse. Um, we, we could, oh, yeah. you know, there, there could have been a, a something like that was as deadly and, and a high mortality rate as, you know, Ebola that was as easy to transmit as, as COVID-19 that would have, you know, decimated a, a lot more people. Yeah. So, so in a way it's good that this has happened um, because it really wakes the world up to realize that, Hey, this, you know, the, the idea of a pandemic is it can happen and it can happen very easily, and you know we have to stay vigilant over this because I don't think any country would make the same mistakes that a lot of countries did uh, ever again. But that's I mean, true. Um, but from the other perspective, I, I, you're right. I think this is a great dress rehearsal, um, and I think people involved have learned a lot of lessons in a short period of time. Um, and to be able to apply that going forward, you know, it might make the difference between a high mortality rate and one that's medium high. And not only that, but I also, th I, I also like to think that this is a real test to this idea of a global village. Um, we've never seen something on a global level that was at a global level that affected us at such a micro level. Like generally, we have these big, you know, global events. Like even say the, the last thing in, in memory that I can think of over here in North America would be say 9/11. 9/11 was a huge deal, but if you weren't in New York, um, and especially if you were just on the continent, you know, it, it was something that you were able to watch from a distance and, and 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 still feel removed from it. It didn't affect most likely your day-to-day -day life. Here we have this global this global event that has affected every single one of us, our daily lives, our daily routines, what we can actually do with our day and how we, how we um, uh, make money, it, everything. It, it's, it's infused itself into every little bit of, of everybody's day-to-day -day life, and that's never happened before. So I like to think that that is going to really draw us together in a way that nothing else ever has before. Well, I love your starry-eyed uh, idealism there, Rob. I really do, um, and and I hope you're right because 
um, you know, if, if nothing else results from this, it should really result in a lot of governments in the world putting together quarantine action plans right. and, and protocols around, um, uh, around pandemics um, that are far more robust and detailed than anything that we had to date because, boy, did we just see the holes in our system with this one. Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, we're still seeing the holes in our system. Yep. Um, but, uh, um, you know, I, I, I just think I have less faith in humanity than you do. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> That's, it's, I mean, hey, I, you know, I am the optimist of the show. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, without, and, you know, and again, to quote one of our, our, our other favorite phrases as well, we'll just have to see what happens. <laughs> oh, Rob. Um, okay, well, you know, I think we've belabored that enough. Um, oh, yeah. But um, I, I have another question for you guys, and I want to get your, your thoughts. This is something else that I've been thinking about um, over the past few weeks. Um, all this working from home business, um, all with, with so many companies scrambling to try to set up a system where their workers can, can work remotely. Um, and this is the, you know, has been the explosion that, that the zoom meeting platform has, has had that a lot of people I'm sure have, have heard about. But this, this idea of working from home, do you think that once we get through all this, that that might also have a, a real effect on the way that companies conduct day-to-day -day business? Do you think that, that some of this working from home, working remotely um, policies, do you think that they'll sort of survive this and that on the other side of this, they'll just continue to let certain employees work from home well I, I think it I think it will have a long-term effect with some of the bigger companies um, you know people who are renting huge spaces for cubicles for workers you know why am I renting 30,000 square feet when I can rent 10,000 square feet for my for my core or my management group or whatever and everybody else can work from home yeah. You know, I mean, it's a cost saving to a company and it's got environmental impacts and it's got, you know, dollars and cents impact. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the, there, there are certain advantages to getting your, your workforce together in one place and having them, you know, be able to interact. And I think we found that just, you know, between ourselves, you know, working from our homes. Um, there's times when you want your staff to be together, but I think what should come of this and what I hope comes from this is a lot of bigger companies have better policies, particularly around flu season for allowing employees to work from home. You know, if you've got a sniffle, stay home, right? Work from home. If you, if you've got a cough, stay home, work from home. You know, we we know that that there there are tens of thousands of people who die just from seasonal flu every single year, um, and we don't have to have the transmission level for the seasonal flu that we have either. You know, this 
this pandemic, because it's so much more deadly, has really taught us that we can isolate and reduce the transmission of a disease. We, we can do that with the seasonal flu too. And I hope that companies will take the responsible measure of making sure we do. There's another side to that too, though. Is, <coughs> oh, sorry, I got a sniffle. I need to stay home. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. The hypochondriac uh, kind of problem? Yeah, that one. Well, you know, there might be policies around that too. Like, you know, you got to get a doctor's note or something. I don't know, but there's got to be checks and balances. Agreed. Yeah, I, I think something that for sure that we'll see impacted is um, business trips. I don't think on the other side of this, I don't think companies are going to be quite as fast to be sending um, their employees all over the world on uh, to, to attend meetings and stuff like that when they can just do it through something like Zoom. I think we're going to see a, a downtick on that, especially after this pandemic. I think a lot of people are going to be a little bit, you know, cautious about traveling quite as much as, as we used to. Yeah, well, you know, I've been I've been thinking about you know, typically when I've gone out to Alberta or Saskatchewan, I've flown. You know, when I first started in this industry, I didn't. I, I drove, but, you know, airfare came down and it became easier and I started to, to fly. I don't know that I want to do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are going to feel like that. Um, so I definitely think that, um, you know, and again, this is this ties back to the airline industry. I think that they're in for a real rough ride over the next few years because I think that even when this thing is resolved, um, I don't think people are, are, are going to be flying as much as they used to. But anyways, that, we're kind of getting off the, off the topic. So because <clears throat> where I wanted to kind of transition with that idea is that down the road, this may actually um, help the case for um, inclusive hiring policies. Um, because if more companies are more open these days to the idea of having employees that can work remotely, that also might open up um, their hiring policies to people, say, with um, a disability that would prevent them from, say, commuting to an office on a daily basis. That would be yes. nice if it had that, had that um, effect. Uh, do you think there's a chance of that? I, I would really hope so. You know, I think, I think about, you know, somebody like, um, you know, our friend uh, Darren, who yeah. uh, ha has uh, CP. And, uh, you know, his, his situation varies from day to day, depending on, you know, uh, how basically how he woke up um, and uh, it makes him very it makes it very difficult for him to work in a traditional office setting because he doesn't know day to day how long it's going to take him to get out of bed get dressed get on if he can so you know uh, he, he'd be much better in a more flexible and and a work from home type of uh, environment but not a lot of companies have had that as an option so this has really shown a lot of companies that 
you know, yeah, you, you can have employees working from home and you can still function. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe more positions like that can open up. Well, that's what I'm thinking, especially a lot of these companies over the next three months or however long we're in this for, um, they're going to have set up the infrastructure for all of this, for all this working from home. They'll either have gone to Zoom and they'll have bought, you know, corporate Zoom licenses or whatever. But the the infrastructure will still all be there once this blows over. And I can't see them just sort of tossing that to the side and, and not going forward and and utilizing it more. So this could really have a, a positive effect on uh, inclusive hiring practices, you know, in the future. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk a little bit about how to maintain your sanity while you maintain your distance. Well, well that I, was a long I, I conversation. Know, yeah, yeah, I know nothing about that. Can we move <laughs> on to the next topic? You know, we're all stuck here. I've had a lot of time to think about this, clearly, as we, as we all have. But I, I'm curious. Um, before we start into this uh, seriously, what has changed for you guys in terms of your daily schedule or things that you do now that you never did before in terms of just, you know, stuff to, to break up the monotony or, ha- or have you felt the monotony? Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's let's revisit that whole conversation about uh, uh sorting socks right <laughs> <laughs> i um i i haven't well that's not true i i have adjusted my routine um normally i will go out and pick up a bunch of units from a particular uh facility and uh, do them and return them. And this time I reached out to the facility and said, you know, this is going on. You guys are on a skeleton crew. Um, this still needs to be done. If not for this year, then for the next school year. Um, why don't I just come and get a mitt full of them? And that way I'm keeping my distance over a longer period of time. And they're still getting done, irrelevant of, of you know, when they're needed back and that has worked really well um it's the the closer in routine has changed a little bit in that um through the middle of the week um you know i'll break at 10 o'clock and go and grab a coffee and and do whatever stuff that i've got to do out on the road Um, but then I'm, i'm home for the day and you know, if if it's something else comes up that I need to be out, like I, I do, that uh, we have a two care facilities here in the valley, and I've offered to do grocery shopping and stuff for them. And uh, there have been several people who've reached out, and, and I've done that for them. But I mean, that that that's a pretty small price to pay. Yeah, I think that for me. Um Schedule has been a big one. I've really started to stick to this real rigid schedule, more so than than I ever have before. But I, but I find that I'm doing it even more now. Yeah, it's it's really important to follow a uh, a routine. There's no question. You know, I I I try and stick to the same routine every morning. Um, 
But uh, where I'm finding it hard now is uh, sticking to a routine in the afternoon when there's nothing going on. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's go over a couple things uh, that people can do to help during this time. You mean aside from call and buy assistive technology? <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk the advent of vi the video chat. You know, we talked earlier about uh, how staying in contact with, with family and friends is more important now than ever. Um, so certainly um, using one of these um, platforms to talk to family and friends, whether it be one-on-one -on -one or in a huge party, um, is a big one. Uh, I think that, you know, this whole quarantine, isolation is our biggest enemy. And using technology to sort of combat that is um, one of the, the main things that we can do. So, um, you know, everybody has a smartphone. So everybody, of course, is, you know, either has FaceTime uh, on, on Apple, on, 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 on iOS phones. Uh, Android phones has, uh, what's that Google thing called that really hasn't caught on yet? Duo? Duo. Yeah, yeah, Duo. Nobody uses Duo, so I don't even know why I brought it up. But, um, but it's there. <laughs> it's there if you want to use it. Um, but of course, uh, unless you've been living under a rock, um, you've probably heard of this new platform. Well, it's not a new platform, but you've probably heard of Zoom. And that is what a lot of people are using. And the real advantage that Zoom has, I feel, over everything else is that it works great. It's fairly easy to use. It's very robust so that you can use it on a, on a personal basis, but it's also really good if you're a corporation and you're looking at big business meetings. And the big one is that out of all of these platforms, it's easily the most accessible. Somebody with a screen reader can, can navigate it pretty easily. Um, you know, it's not perfect, um, but it's certainly, you know, head and shoulders above Skype or um, Microsoft Teams or any of these other, you know, um, meeting platforms like uh, WebEx or GoToMeeting. I mean, those are all terribly, those are horrible accessibility-wise, or at least they used to be. Yeah, I remember when we were uh, first starting up the podcast, we looked at, we uh, did. what did we look at? We looked at WebEx, we looked at, at um, Skype, um, and they were just yeah. unreliable. And Zoom, which even back then was was free, um, was solid. Yeah. Um, and, and it was it was weird to see this this little, what I perceived to be at least, this little company um, going up against companies like, you know, Microsoft who owns Skype and, and uh, uh, Cisco who owns WebEx and just blowing them out of the park. You know, I, I don't know. They must, they must have had some sort of compression algorithm or something that, that just made their system better. Um, but uh, it, was, it was really night and day when we played with it a couple of years ago. And, and now Zoom is way out in front at least my impression. Yeah, that's my impression too. Um, you know, you hear everybody talking about it. Um, so, yeah, and I think it's worth mentioning too that uh, on our website, uh, under the uh, blog posts, um, uh, there there is a document there, and uh, I'm just getting there right here. It's called "Who's Zooming Who," written by this guy named Rob Minot. Um, 
and uh, it's got uh, listings of all of the hotkeys for, for different platforms. Very, very helpful um, little document you got there, Rob. Well, thank you. Um, if you haven't played with Zoom, um, I'd highly recommend doing so. Um, again, it's free. It's a great little program. Very accessible. And, you know, all kinds of stuff going on. You know, the, the CCB is doing their uh, getting together with technology stuff. They're, they're doing more and more of that. Uh, CNIB is doing stuff. Uh, we're doing stuff. You know, we've got our virtual pub night tonight, which, of course, by the time this airs, will have been, you know, three nights ago. But what, whatever. Uh, stay, stay tuned. Get on our mail list and uh, you'll see our stuff, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, great, great platform. Lots going on on it. So great way to reconnect with people. Yep. And I'm sure that by this time next year, what will happen is Microsoft will buy Zoom and then they'll uh, embed it into the operating system. And at that point, Zoom will die. <laughs> <laughs> they'll ruin it and it will just die. <laughs> I'd, I'd say that's unlikely, but... I don't know. I, that trying, seems to be very likely. It's every, I don't know. As much as I kind of like Microsoft, you have to admit that everything they touch is kind of dies. Whenever it they try to bundle it. something into their own operating system, it just, you kill it. Yep. Yep. So, so what other stuff could we do? Um, I, I've noticed online, yes. there are just a gazillion courses that are being yes. discounted hugely, like just massive discounts on these online learning courses right now. Um, there's, uh, I, I'm very tempted. There's a, there's a writing course by Neil Gaiman that I'm very tempted by. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's a bunch of different stuff out there. And, um, I keep seeing it coming up on my, uh, on my Facebook feed for the most part. But uh, yeah, online, uh, online learning, man. I don't, I don't that, think there's ever been a better time to take an online learning course than right now. That's definitely something that is on the list as well. Like using this extra time to improve a skill set or to learn a new skill set even if it's just for fun it doesn't even have to be yeah. professional development learn a different language um i've compiled a little bit of a list um the accessibite platform accessibite has a bunch of different stuff they've got uh, typeo uh, which is their, their uh, talking typing tutor and uh, typeo online is the online version of it which is kind of cool because you can log into it and you can use any device to to uh, type on um, they've got uh, quick cards online, which is kind of a flash cards uh, kind of thing. And then they've also got uh, Accessibyte Arcade uh, online as well, uh, which is a, a bunch of different games. All of those are available online right now for free at Accessibyte.com. So that's A-C-C-E-S-S-I-B-Y-T, byte as in a unit of memory. Uh, oh, okay, so here's another one. JAWS. JAWS, the screen reader, of course, uh, yep. is free for how long? 45 days? Or was, was it? Uh, beginning of June, I think. Until uh, the beginning of June, if I recall. So there you go. If you've always been curious about the JAWS screen reader, now's the time. Try it out. Uh, yeah, or, or, or if you're... If you're in a workplace where they've just sent you home and you've got to work from home and you don't have a screen reader at home that you did have at work, there you go. You've got a JAWS at home. Well, I think that's what that was designed for, wasn't it? It's not a free license. It's a it's a 45-day license that people can use while they're working from home. 
I know, exactly. not the whole or, mindset or while they're doing that? yeah or while they're uh, doing school work from home exactly yeah what, right well, for I mean, home use i guess yeah yeah so well, yeah well, they've i guess what what they've basically done is just extended that time to demo that they've always had correct exactly right um but but still great a great opportunity to uh you know pick some pick something a new program up and and try it out uh the dolphin supernova screen reader um, and magnification software is also free for, I believe, about about the same amount of time, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Steve? Yep. So again, great time to go learn a new piece of software, try something out. I, not a lot of people know this, um, but lynda.com, which is a big uh, online learning platform, um, but, and actually I think they're just rebranding right now. I think they're now called LinkedIn Learning because LinkedIn bought them. Not a lot of people know this, but you can have free access to their entire library of online courses. All you need is a public library card. So if you have a public library card, you can go, you can sign in through your, uh, your um, public library's online portal. Boom. You've got access to literally hundreds and hundreds of online courses that way huh never even heard of these guys yeah it looks mostly just from the front page like uh, professional types of professional development types of courses too yeah that's right and of course it's a great time to be uh, watching these stupid things that people are doing during this uh, pandemic as well because there are some really profound examples of insanely stupid people out there <laughs> Yes, there are. Yep. Uh, I, was, uh, I, I was going out for my 10 o'clock coffee this morning, and I looked around the corner. I, I live right here on a corner um, of the block, and Dad was coming down the road on his longboard with Baby up in his arms. Baby had a bicycle helmet on. Dad was helmeted up. He was talking on his cell phone. It's like... Oh, my God, only in Vancouver. Ha. True story. True story. True story. Crazy. Okay, hey, I've got another one, and this one's actually very important. Exercise. Yeah, I actually went out running yesterday because I just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the real shame of this is uh, I was really getting into a really good workout routine. Uh, ever since New Year's, when I sort of made a resolution to, to work out five days out of the week, uh, I was doing it. I was getting into the groove. I was just getting into the mindset. I was actually looking forward to, to workouts. Uh, and then this happened in the, you know, my, the gym in my building closed, hmm. uh, which probably will be closed for the, the, you know, the next, who knows, who knows how long. Uh, but yeah. so much for that. Uh, I'm going to lose all that momentum and gain back the paunch. So. Well, you don't have to, though. That's the thing. You see, Abby came to me the other day. She said, hey, my friend Sierra and I have decided that we're going to do these 50 crunches and 50 squats morning and night each day. Do you want to join me in them? And I went, yeah, absolutely. I'll join you in them. You know, I've been, I've been doing some running. You know, it'd be a nice little uh, thing to, you know, work some different muscles. And, and did 50 uh, crunches kill you? I did 50 crunches. I did 50 squats. Hey, I finished ahead of her. Come on. No problem. Yeah. Next day, I could barely walk up the stairs. (laughs) Youthful abandon. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's very true. See, again, you, we just have to adapt. Um, so with that in mind, there's, a, there's a, actually one website that I will recommend to people um, for people who are visually impaired. Uh, Mel Scott runs a great website called Blind Alive. Uh, and her website's at www.blindalive.com, all one word, and we'll, of course, link it in the show notes. Um, but she's got free MP3 downloads of, um, of audio-guided exercises and stretches. Um, she talks, she, she has um, some meditation ones, some yoga ones, Pilates, lightweights. She sort of runs the, you know, a whole, a whole variety of different um, routines that, you know, again, you can just download the MP3, load it on your, on your phone, put on your headphones, and just run through these routines in your living room um, just every morning. And again, you can work that into this, this idea of your daily schedule um, and stay active because that's going to be a really important component of this because otherwise we're all going to be, you know, 600 pounds when we get, come out the other side of this. And believe me, with the way that I've been eating... It's not good. It's well, not a good combination. I, I've, I, been, I want... I've been staying in and baking things, and mostly what I've been baking is bread, and I nearly actually killed myself on bread the other day. Just chowed down on some focaccio that I made because it, it turned out pretty well. And, uh, yeah, I was extremely uncomfortable for, you know, the rest of the day and most of the next day. <laughs> you, know, you know how they say you shouldn't feed bread to, uh, to like ducks and geese and stuff because it <laughs> swells in their stomach and makes them all bloaty? Yeah, I, I was the goose. Well, I want to give a shout out to my daughter who weighed herself this morning and has been doing so for the last several months and is down 44-0 pounds. Nice. Oh, that's um, impressive. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I was really pleased. Reading's been on my list of things to do more uh, for a long time, but now we've got we've all got the time for it. You, we can catch up on all those books that uh, that we've always wanted to read that we never got around to reading because we just couldn't find the time somehow. Um, but I don't know about you, but let me ask you this: um, Have do you find that your ability to focus reading has really been impacted? Um, yes and no. Um, fundamentally, my ability to focus on reading is fine. If you took me out of this house and stuck me in the middle of the forest somewhere in a lawn chair, I would be able to read for hours, no problem. Um, the, the problem is that being here at home with things happening and things coming and going and the phone ringing and the computer making bing sounds when messages come in and things like that, it's just... It's it's way too distracting an environment yep. for reading for me most of the time. Yeah, I'm easily distracted while I'm reading as well. Um, now I, I've not, I've always been a reader, or not always been a reader, but I've been a reader for the last number of years. Um, and when I heard that the possibility was going to happen, that the library was going to uh, button up for the duration, um, my wife and I went over, and I think she got. 10 or 12 books and I got four or five so you know we're we're fairly avid readers so I I haven't found that it has changed my way of approaching a book self-care self-care who does not like a good spa day absolutely 
again, use this spare time to treat yourself in ways that, you know, maybe you didn't, you never did before because you didn't have the time. Or if you did have the time, you've always felt guilty because you were taking time to yourself. But do, you know, try to do things that, that uh, are taking care of yourself, both mentally and physically. So that could be anything from, you know, taking a bath or doing a, one of those facial mask things or doing your nails or... I don't know what else to be because this is something that I never do either. So I shouldn't eat some comfort food. That's what I do. There you go. Make a grilled cheese sandwich and tomato soup. Ooh, nice. Right? Yeah. You know, if you're feeling stressed, you're feeling a little anxious, like do something about it. Like treat yourself. Have some ice cream. Hey, oh, here's another idea what people can do. Go find some new podcasts to listen to. You know, again, we live in this great technological age where we have so much entertainment at our fingertips, um, entertainment and infotainment and just information. Um, go out and, uh, and explore. You know, if you've got Spotify, they have an entire podcast section. If you're using a, one of those the podcast apps like uh, Pocket Cast or something, uh, or even you're just using the, the default um, podcast software that comes on android or ios go try some different podcasts out but still i'm even i'm even going to go one further and i'm going to recommend a podcast okay uh, go for for those who uh, might be casting about for something totally different uh there's a storytelling podcast called risk true tales boldly told which has uh, been going on for ages now, years. And um, uh, there's a lot of very body risque stuff in that podcast. It is very much an adult podcast, so don't, don't, uh, don't show it to the kids. But <clears throat> excellent, very entertaining, very weird sometimes. Totally will take you out of your element. And, uh, yeah, enjoy. And possibly your comfort zone by the sound of it. <laughs> oh, likely. Oh, yeah, almost likely. Yeah, there's just there's so much content out there. So, you know, and a lot of the, the podcast apps are set up in a way where you can, you can choose different categories. So if you're interested in movies or if you're interested in, you know, uh, true crime stuff, I mean, there's something for everybody out there. So oh, that's, the other one, that's the other one that's a Vancouver-based uh, podcast is um, true crime um, about past committed crimes and, and she dwells into uh, the, the nitty gritty details of it right and it, they're, it's based on true um, true stories um, and my oldest daughter raves over it she loves it Yep. Yeah, there, there's so much good stuff out there. So you can just spend hours and hours just doing that. So. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. Another one. Another local Vancouver one uh, done by some folks I know called Caustic Soda. Oh, yes. That's a, that's another good one, too. Yeah, they always they always take something that is. Uh, uh, I don't know how to how to describe it. Weird, weird and horrifying, maybe. And uh, go into it in great detail. It's a great podcast. I mean, I would say that, you know, the, use the opportunity to also just, you know, immerse yourself in things that you really enjoy. Um, you know, a good example of something that I'm going to do on uh, the next coming 
next few days, I love the Lord of the Rings movies. Like those, the first three. Marathon. Yeah. I'm going to do, I've got the extended versions and it's like nine hours to watch. And I'm never, I've never really watched them back to back to back. So probably this weekend, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to load them up and just go from morning to night and just immerse myself in Lord of the Rings. Everybody has something like that. Like, you know, find something that you, that you, that you really love that you haven't done for a while and just go revisit it. Yep. Good plan. My dear love wife doesn't know it, but this is day 12 for her. And I put my foot down and told her she was not working this coming weekend and we're going to steal away to the cabin. Yes, which is another good one too, actually, that we didn't really talk about. We touched on a little bit on exercise, but I think it's also really important to get out and get some fresh air. Um, oh, for sure. And even, you know, even if it's sitting outside on the stoop. That's right. Just just the fresh air alone is is so worth it. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that it's it's a stressful time um, to travel, you know, especially if, say, you're visually impaired. You know, you're not going to necessarily want to go take transit anywhere. But, yeah, even if it's just a walk around the block or if it's just sitting sitting on your stoop, sitting on your balcony for, you know, a half an hour, just get that fresh air. Um, very important as well. Yippers. And, uh, oh, a couple other suggestions too. Uh, one, uh, if you have a uh, song that absolutely gets you pumped yes. for exercise, I want to know about it. I'm trying to put together a playlist <laughs> to keep me running. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, uh, uh, oh yeah. If you've if you've got any good dirty jokes, you you just make sure you email those to me because <laughs> I, I loves me a good dirty joke. Um, Steve, you're not yep. supposed to get something that's really upbeat and and a hype hype me uppy to run with. What do you mean? It you're breaks. supposed to chug along. How long are your runs? About five k. Time wise. Uh, depends on how I'm doing on that 5k. <laughs> exactly. Are, are you a seasoned runner? Uh, I would say that I'm a lightly flavored runner. Okay. Not too hard, not too fast. <laughs> Everything in moderation. Absolutely. That's right. I guess if it pumps you up too much, then you break, yeah, your, right. you, you break your pace and then you... No, nah, it doesn't break my pace. It's all good. Okay. I, I got a, I got a pretty, I've got a pretty solid running mix going right pretty good hmm. believe it or not i listen to disney while i'm running <laughs> I, for some reason i believe that I... it's I, I swear to god it's true that nice four four timing it's ideal for yeah. my pace yeah I've, I've always kind of thought of you as a disney princess too <laughs> i have two words for you you're, you're about that much maintenance <laughs> yeah. you need you need a lot of birds flying around you to keep you dressed and stuff <laughs> closing thoughts gentlemen so Do well, yep. Be safe. We're all going to come out of this eventually, and it might be different on the other side. But know that your friends are dear to you, and you're dear to your friends. And uh, this is not the end of the world. And uh, you know, we'll be here on the other side, and, and we love you guys. Man. I, I can't, I can't add anything to that. That's warm and fuzzies, perfect. yeah. He summed it up perfectly. Yeah, yeah that's it's right. The sort, of, you know. sort of thing you'd expect from a Disney princess, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's okay, Rick. I know what you were going to say, and I heard it in my head. You didn't even have to say it, so I don't even have to bleep it. So I appreciate that. <laughs> we all, after 20 years, we just, we know, we know. <laughs> um, all right. All right. I think that's going to about do it for us um, for this week. Um, stay tuned. Our next show, I, I'm sure we'll be talking about something other than this. Um, you know, we've we've you know, we've taken two weeks to talk about it. I think by then uh, we'll be ready to move on to something. Are we making a, little we making a commitment now to not talk about COVID stuff? Well, what if something big happens? I don't know. I don't know. Should we? Well, it can be it can be a news item, and then we move on. Fair enough. Okay. Good. All good right. Plan. Yes, we'll we'll commit to that. Uh, hey, Steve. Yeah, Rob. Uh, where can people find us? Well, people can find us on our website, www.atbanter.com. They can also find us on the old social media, uh, of course, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, and I understand they can email us too. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. They can email us too at cowbell at uh, atbanter.com. There you go. Hey, incidentally, have you, I don't know if I asked you this already, but are they doing like the whole banging of pots and ringing of things over in your complex? Every day at seven. Yeah? Yeah? Yep. Yeah, I find the cowbell, those little cowbells that Ryan gave us work really well for that. Oh, I never even thought about the cowbell for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should, you should do it. Somebody's yep. been playing a trumpet around here. Um, nice. I'm not sure where exactly. I think it's in my building somewhere, maybe on the upper floor. But yeah, that's, that's a nice addition too. So. I've got a cast iron lid for a, a Dutch oven and a, a, a metal spoon that work pretty well. Yeah, that would work. That would work really well too. Yeah, but uh, all right, that is going to about do it for us this week. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, stay safe out there, and we will see everybody in a few weeks. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778 778- 847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com Whoa, look at that. Master of the one take.